name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. We're very joyful to be with you, and we're happy to know that the ministry is beginning, the Annie Amen's ministry, we were discussing on the way here yesterday, the, um, that, that this need has come up more in society now, and it's not geared towards a particular uh, demographic in terms of age, or even in terms of whether someone's married or unmarried, but just being men in the midst of society. So when we think of this, um, we think of the first man, Adam, and what happened when, when God created him, created him, he was living naked in the garden, and he was living in peace and in harmony with God and with nature. And then after he sinned, what did he immediately feel the need to do? He wanted to hide his manhood. He wanted to hide that which made him a man. And same thing with Eve. She hided what made her a woman, like what, what was distinct in them. And so this idea of being naked before God or being vulnerable in front of God and revealing ourselves to him, knowing that God has created us to, to be priests in the midst of this world, to be priests of families if we've been entrusted to a spouse and children, um, to be leaders in the midst of society, but not in the way that the, the world is teaching us. One of the first commands and what St. Basil the Great says about um, what God intended for man is that we would have dominion over the earth, over all of nature. So we have authority to control the nature. But then he goes and says, St. Basil loves nature. So he goes and he says that we are to have dominion not only over the, the, the physical beasts, but he says we have many beasts inside of us. Right? So he says it, when, when a human, just like a little bit, the example of what Abuna Benjamin was saying yesterday with the elephant, of being able to take control, I'll use it in a different way. What, what is it that allows um, us as human beings to take control of other animals? What's, what's the differentiation between us and other animals? Sorry? I didn't hear. What's the differentiation between us and other animals? Reason, our rational mind. And so like St. John Chrysostom says that when our, our rational mind is, um, we're not functioning with it, so we can be, um, he, he gives the example and says, God forbid if someone is drunk, then they can be rolling around in mud and in dirt and in filth and then thinking it smells like perfume because they're drunk. They don't realize it. And so the sin yani, allows us to, to not realize even that we're sinning, so we get deeper into it. But going back to the example of St. Basil, he says that reason is what allows us, for example, a lion is much stronger than a human being but our reason allows us to trap that lion and to have control over it. We cannot fly, but our reason allows us to be able to trap the birds that fly. So he says we should likewise take this and use it for our own passions. And he says if there's a barking dog, this is something that God has given us dominion over to be able to control it. But we have a barking dog inside of us like anger. And he says we should also take control of this anger. And then he says if we're trying to strike out in revenge, aren't we like a scorpion? Like we can take control of a scorpion or we can step on a scorpion so it doesn't harm us. But are we able to take control of the passions that are inside us, like the ladder of divine ascent that uh, Abuna Benjamin was showing yesterday? All these are different passions that like, they can try to take hold of us on our way towards God. So we realize that we as men in the midst of society we have a responsibility to take control over ourselves, to have dominion over our own selves first. In the midst of a society where they're trying to teach us that um, men are supposed to be dominant in, in a forceful way, 
or manipulation and cheating and deceit is something that is normal, or gaining authority over people, or manipulating women, or the pressures of pornography. These things are all wars against us, adding more and more the difficulties of controlling our own passions from within us. So may God grant um, grace to those who are, who are serving in this ministry and all of you, whether you are um, still getting educated or you're in a professional career or you're married or you have children or you're elderly and you have grandchildren. Like all of us, we need each other. And sometimes what comes to my mind if we're thinking of an example of someone to look towards or what we have, surely we have our Lord Jesus Christ. But in the midst of society here, I remember a bishop once saying, look for the giddo and teta, look for the grandma and the grandpa in the church that come to the church and they stand there and they're in the liturgies on a weekly basis. Whenever you're going to church, you see them standing there and participating in the praises. Whether grandpa is dressed as deacon or he's just standing in the pews in a particular location and they're faithful to their life with God. And when you see them with their children, you don't see anything particularly outwardly extravagant about them, but they're consistent in their life with God and they're faithful. And there's someone that could possibly be mentoring other people just by their example. Maybe they're not going to say a lot of words, but the way that they're living speaks volumes. And when we look at, many of us have seen this in our own grandparents. When we look back at our grandmas and grandpas, they lived a simple and deep life. It's not to say that we're not going to be involved in things and be ambitious. We will. But what about the simplicity of a life of commitment with God? Can we picture ourselves however many years from now, as that grandpa or, or grandma, not grandma, as that, we don't want that in this society. So as that, as that grandpa um, standing there, again, whether, whether we have grandchildren or not, whether we have children or we get married or not, but as that elder in society, as that elder in the church, that is someone that, it's not that you're going to be involved in many, many services, there are people that are involved in many services. That is good. If God calls you to that, that's great. But being able to be there in the midst of the church as a member that is growing and glorifying God, and people can look and see, this is, I, I pray for this. And, and we, we hope that this depth of a spiritual life is able to be conveyed through this convention, through the different meetings that will be had locally, that we can look towards our life of maturity. When Sayyidina Ambi Yusuf, may God keep him for us, he teaches us about confession. He says when we confess, we confess our sins towards God, our sins towards others, our sins towards uh, or with ourself. And so we look at ourselves over time. Are we maturing in our life with God? Um, or are we maturing in our life with, with others? Are we, are we maturing in our life with, with ourself? There's a verse from Hebrews chapter 6, from verse 1. It says, Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. I'll read it again. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. So, we ourselves, we're here. If we're here, that means that we are desiring, in some sense, to grow in our relationship with God, to mature, that we know that we need somehow a support of a convention or of others around us like-minded to grow in the image and likeness of God, to constantly abide by that image and likeness of God. And I always say, especially when I see our Father and the Gregory, 
are reminded of what St. Basil and St. Gregory said, that they desire to be Christian. They desire, their, their goal is to be Christian, to live up to the calling, to, to hold Christ's name in the midst of the world, and to, to bear his light in the midst of society. So am I maturing in the way that even when it comes to, for example, relationship with myself, in the way that I'm thinking about food, in the way that I'm thinking about sleep, the way that I'm thinking about leisure time. St. Basil says, leisure without the fear of God is a school of vice. So that would be maturity with myself, maturity in my relationship with others. What am I still getting frustrated with? What am I allowing to still constantly um, get at me when I shouldn't? I shouldn't be frustrated with such things. I should be maturing over these things. My ability to communicate with other people, whether God has given me a spouse and children or just as friends and siblings. Is my relationship, have I gotten over this idea of me just doing whatever the, the, the minimum is in my relationship with other people? But I want to grow in purity. Same thing in my relationship with God. What is my prayer life like? What is my Bible reading like? Again, the, the verse is speaking about leaving elementary principles and not just thinking about not doing the evil and not participating in the dead works or in just believing that God exists, but in growing in that depth of relationship. May God grant that this ministry continue um, to, to prosper and to, to grow, and uh, we're joyful to be with you. We're happy praying Tazbaha last night in liturgy this morning. And may God reward Abuna uh, Benjamin. I know this has been in his heart for many years, and the committee that's been working on this convention um, and will continue to work in this ministry, and Abuna Yunan and Abuna Nathaniel, the guest speakers. Uh, they're not guest speakers, they're, they're, they're fathers of the diocese, actually. And uh, we're happy to, to, to have an excuse to be with Amber Gregory for a little bit longer. Um, may God uh, continue to bless the, um, the ministry. And, um, and I know that they, they themselves have been looking forward to it because obviously they prepared the convention, I think, twice. They prepared it during COVID and they prepared it again um, after COVID. So may God reward their labors and, um, and pray for one another. Whenever we gather together for a particular purpose in a convention or in a spiritual meeting in the churches, remember that when we're standing before God, I know you're going to pray another tazbah, another liturgy on Saturday and Sunday. Um, Pray for one another in the convention that the Holy Spirit would work in our lives and would lead us, each and every one of us, to grow in our relationship with the Holy Trinity. And glory be to him.